0: Hello and welcome to the Good Robot Andy's Season Nine Episode Three. My name is Andy Balaam and this is Andy Cockerill. <laughs> and you I did was, it again. I was giggling before you'd done anything because I knew it was coming.
1: <laughs> you knew it was coming. <laughs> um, I couldn't really think of what to do, there, so I was just <laughs> looking around the room like I'd seen a fly or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It doesn't like it's very easy to make me giggle. You shouldn't be proud of it.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Are we doing that, are we? Yeah, that's right. Right, okay. (laughs) Fair enough.
0: Um, And the thing that we're going to talk about this evening is...
1: Uh, It's a movie, and it's called Possessor. Possessor. And having not seen it, not seen
0: any trailers for it, never heard of it before, I'm going to give you a brief summary and review of Possessor. Okay. Um, Possessor is uh, like a sequel to Repo Man, where a... A one-handed—it's gritty. It's very gritty. Mm-hmm. Uh, a one-handed working-class, tough man, um, who has a hook on his hand, goes round to people's houses and repossesses them forcibly. Okay, right. Like yeah. a pirate.
1: Wow! It's like a mashup of Ninety Nine Homes and Candyman. Yeah,
0: and it's um, Candyman. It starts out seeming like it's going to be like an action horror, but it, it turns out that your sympathy is actually with the possessor right. um, and the hard life that he has had to live and what's led shouldn't him. Shouldn't
1: it be called Repossessor?
0: <laughs> that's the sequel.
1: Okay. I can see that at the pitch meeting, actually. Somebody's saying, <laughs> uh, Shouldn't it be called Repossessor? <laughs> you could say that's the sequel. Keep, keep your like- powder dry. That's hey, for the sequel. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Repossessor. Yeah. or maybe possessor 2, repossessor colon <laughs> colon repossessor <laughs> i think we've already got a franchise there to be honest
0: yeah. yeah yeah exactly so and that's what it's like it's it you know he starts off scary but you you sympathize with him more and more and eventually you just want him to tear apart the his hapless victims
1: okay i mean it's not that
0: mhm
1: mhm um but uh, i quite like the sound of that okay I could see okay. that working in the style of um a scanner Darkly, the Richard right. later movie, so if it's um yeah I think the big yeah.
0: the, the big problem with it as an idea is that it doesn't fit at all with the name, which right. was the the thing is that the name was the main thing that 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 I was supposed to be fitting in with.
1: yeah, okay, yeah I think I think yeah, anyway, <laughs> that's not the film <laughs> embarrassing. Embarrassing, but wrong. Mm-hmm. It's good, but it's not right, as Roy Walker <laughs> used to say. Um, that, that's, a, that's a reference to a British game show called Catchphrase. Yeah, and so often
0: it wasn't very good, was it?
1: No, uh, nor was it right. <laughs> it, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, indeed. Um, so, Possessor is a 2020, so pretty new, science fiction psychological horror film. Although to be fair, there is a great deal of real horror in this movie as well. Right. Um, uh, written and directed by Brandon Cronenberg.
0: Okay, related. That's a familiar name. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, we will shortly discover that the apple doesn't fall very far from the tree <laughs> okay, when okay. it comes to filmmaking. So it's
0: direct inheritance.
1: Yes. So, okay. uh, if listener doesn't know, uh, David Cronenberg is a still working um, Canadian filmmaker. Um probably most famous for making a movie that's in our top 30 movies of the 20th century, The Fly. I so forgot was, he made The Fly because The Fly yeah, is
0: so much more mainstream than so much of what he made. That's what
1: I mean, it's probably his most famous movie because yeah. it's such a mainstream film. Yeah. Um which I think is, you know, as I talked as we talked about on that list is a work of staggering genius. That's um, great. Casting um Jeff Goldblum twitchy yeah. Jeff, Jeff Goldblum <laughs> in that role um so yeah David Cronenberg um one of the I'd say probably one of the most influential filmmakers mm. of the 20th century
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: very unique in the way that he did stuff yeah this uh coined the the genre of body horror yeah um so people transforming into other things or things coming out of them um, there seems to be a lot watched, of that in his filmmaking.
0: I watched the first ever um, of the rebooted Doctor Who's yesterday. Really? Um, with my son, because he's starting with the... Um, oh. he's, start, he's He's seen a few of the more recent ones, but he's starting to watch some of the older ones. So you ones.
1: watched the first Christopher Eccleston one? Yes. Uh, which, is, by
0: the way, Christopher Eccleston's good, but it is blatantly a kid's programme. Yes, but, definitely. Yeah. Which, which still annoys me. For some reason, I can't get over the fact that it's a kids' program, and therefore, anyway, you're and not, therefore you're not people to enjoy it, and therefore people get no, no. Therefore, I don't enjoy it because it's too stupid. Right, like, right. Yeah. So people people get eaten by wheelie bins in it.
1: Yeah, that's that's fairly silly, isn't it?
0: Like they did in that one, and uh and it's straight out of like something that used to be on at five thirty on CBBC when I was right. growing up. But anyway, um, <coughs> in that bit where someone gets eaten by a wheelie bin. Essentially, there is some body horror. It kind of merges in with his body. He he tries to pull his hands away from it, and it goes all stretchy.
1: And there's a lot of that in Doctor Who, latterly. Yeah. And and actually,
0: that's straight from Cronenberg. Yeah, Like, that kind of... Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, there's another Cronenberg movie called Videodrome, Mm -hmm. um, which has a lot of that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. stuff in it. Yeah. Yeah. Goopy stuff. Is it? What People's, about Existence? Yeah. Was that him? That's him.
0: Right, right, right. I that's that also okay. mainstream, isn't
1: it? Uh, yeah, fairly. It's got a good, good, strong cast. It's not that great. No, it's, it's okay, not. and it has the. Are we still in the game? I haven't seen it for a long time. Is that Jude Law saying, "Are we still in the game"? Quite possibly. Yeah, but
0: yeah, there's there's a few layers of them thinking they're out and they're not.
1: Which is a bit matrixy. That's I cool. Suppose. That's
0: cool. But the rest of it, you know, it's okay. Anyway, it has body so, horror, but it has body horror. Yes.
1: So, yeah, very influential. His son, Brandon, directed this. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is an international co-production of Canada and the United Kingdom. Go, go, United <laughs> Kingdom. <laughs> um, right. the, the film stars Andrea Riseborough, Christopher Abbott, Roceif Sutherland, Tuppence Middleton, Sean Bean... Uh-huh. Will Sean Bean survive? You know, he always usually dies in <laughs> movies and things. Will he survive this film? <laughs> and Jennifer Jason Leigh uh, had its premiere at the Sundance Film Festival in January the 25th, 2020, just before Plague Time. Oh, wow. Um, was released in the US and Canada on October in October 2020. Uh, it was released here in November 2020. So, I mean... I think most most places were closed then, mm-hmm, in November. Mm-hmm. Particularly plays for its originality and the performances from Riseborough and Abbott.
0: Okay, so originality implies it's not just a complete copy no. of David Cronenberg.
1: No, no, definitely not. I mean, I could definitely have seen David Cronenberg making a film like this uh-huh. back in the day. Um, so that's when I say, but the apple doesn't fall very far from the tree and that mm-hmm, stylistically... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a Cronenberg movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's um it's original enough and kind of sharp enough to look different mm-hmm. from his stuff. That's cool. Although That's it's cool. still visibly been shot in Canada. Which is <laughs> cool. Um so set in Actually, I'll, I'll tell you about the cast briefly. So Andrea Riseborough is a British actress who's done a lot of stuff um uh, she does seem to gravitate towards horror movies quite a lot, which is cool. Okay. The last thing I saw her in was um, a Nicolas Cage movie called Mandy.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I remember you talking about that. Did we actually do is, that? Um,
1: I can't remember. I think we did, yeah. I People fighting with chainsaws, yeah. Um, and her yeah, her performance in that is terrific. She's, she's really great at it. Uh, but Christopher Abbott was in... The TV version of Catch Twenty Two, which I'm not sure if you saw. On ah, the, on yeah, Channel I 4. saw
0: a bit of that before the wife decided it wasn't doing it justice.
1: Very good. I I liked it a lot. So right. he played Christopher Abbott played the main character of Yossarian. Right, I thought
0: it was fine. It didn't. It didn't com- completely grab me. It was directed by. um...
1: It was oh, produced by name? George
0: Clooney. I oh, think. produced? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, so this is set in an alternate 2008, so Mm -hmm. in the before times Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and Andrea Riseborough has a very Cronenberg-y name so Tassia Voss is her name which is just a wonderful name for a protagonist (laughs) Uh, she is an assassin who takes control of other bodies to carry out her hits Okay. thereby rendering her didn't you um, mention this I think I may have done, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, through an implant installed in the unwitting host's brain, Voss can use a special machine to insert her consciousness into their minds. Nice. So this is really grooey, and yeah, bleh, bleh, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, is
0: it? Is there a lot of There's groo involved in getting into? There is the... some Gru.
1: Yeah, definitely some grew.
0: How? How did you get in? By like sticking your fingers through their skull or something?
1: No, not really. So they have. Um, it's kind of uh, well sort of 2001-style, very clinical, okay. surgical procedure that takes oh, okay, place. Okay, okay, okay. Um, she, she works for an agency mm-hmm. that take carry out these hits, a shadowy, well, obviously shadowy. <laughs> <because> they're, they're, <laughs> they're not they're that upfront people. about it. <laughs> no, not at all, no. And she returns to her own body by forcing the host to commit suicide at the end of each job.
0: Oh, wow, that's dark.
1: Thereby rendering them the person did it, then they killed themselves. Yeah. So that's the end of the line, basically. They don't yeah. actually know who did it. Um, but due to the amount of time spending, spending time in other people's bodies and in their consciousness, she struggles with detachment mm-hmm. and sort of asserting her own identity that makes and sense. fully separating herself um, from her work, you know, with her interactions with her husband and her right. son. Yeah. She practices assuming her normal persona
0: Right, 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 right.
1: right. Um, but she's not doing very well at it. Yeah. Basically. Uh, but her handler, um, who is played by Jennifer Jason Leigh, who's great to see in a, in a movie. I haven't seen her in a film for a long time. Um, she is critical of her desire to remain connected to her family. You know, she okay. thinks she could just... You need to cut yourself off from it. It's it's affecting your ability to be an assassin, basically.
0: Right, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, it's a classic
0: um, classic story of a working mother trying to balance two worlds.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but despite her fragile mental state, she agrees to perform a hit on wealthy CEO John Parr. So I've just given away. Sean Bean's gonna die. Yeah, he's he's the target, <laughs> okay. basically. Um by possessing um uh his daughter's fiance, Colin Tate, played by Christopher Abbott. So, yeah, he she possesses him. Right. right. To get close to him. Um, so she tries to... Oh, you've gone. You've disappeared. But I'm going to carry on anyway. You're back. There you are. Um, she uh, she partially succeeds, but doesn't entirely succeed in offing him. <laughs> okay, that sounds... In a, in a very nasty scene. There, there's some, as I said, although it says a psychological horror in the um, synopsis. Uh-huh. There's some pretty full, full-blown bloodletting in this film. Right, right, right. okay. <laughs> um, which is quite gruwy. Uh uh-huh. um, So she fails at that, and I'm trying to dance around like the gruiness and the nastiness, as mm-hmm. this is a family podcast. But mm-hmm. um, she then. Realises that Tate uh, has become aware of her presence. So, okay,
0: this is the person she's possessing.
1: Yes, uh, which which then causes her to have a very strange um, sort of dream, waking dream, where she's both him and her at the same time. Okay, so normally,
0: she's, are they... It, normally are they living their life normally but then she's kind of in the background and then she yes. takes over at the critical moment. Exactly, yes. Okay, okay. Yes. Okay, okay.
1: But he's become aware of her. Okay. Um, which is a massive problem. Yeah. Really. Yeah. There's there's then this um yeah, this uh battle for supremacy, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty powerful stuff. Mm. So she she succeeds finally succeeds in um in offing Sean Bean mm-hmm. um and she heads home and um she's about to try and kill her husband when mm, her what, son, what? who has been possessed by her handler What hang on, what Yes yeah. <laughs> Why is she gonna kill her husband? She wants to remove all attachments, basically.
0: Okay, so she's starting to yep. lose okay, okay.
1: But her son, who is um been possessed by her handler mm-hmm. um tries to kill her. Right. But fails. Right. That's quite disturbing as well. That her handler is, you know, would stoop that low to yeah. possess her son in that yeah. way. Um However, things do get better for her uh, because now she doesn't have any attachments. (laughs) Everyone everyone in her life is dead. Um, It's pretty bleak stuff. I mean, it's it's as bleak as the end of The Fly, although The Fly ending is pretty bleak. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The sound of Gina Davis crying (laughs) in a room full of um, shattered people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. and uh, yeah, so the movie ends. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Pretty powerful stuff. Right. right, right, right. Pretty gruwy. Sounds. It sounds pretty cool.
0: It is very cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it shares. I think. Brandon Cronenberg has definitely picked up his father's style of filmmaking. I think, David Cronenberg, you could quite. Easily say that his filmmaking is quite cold and clinical at yeah. times. Yeah. Um, and this film is no, there's no exception to that, really. It's got that kind of feel to it.
0: Right. And sometimes it's even, it's very difficult to attach to the characters at all. Yes. So would you say That's that right. that happens here?
1: I think it does happen here, yeah. Right. I think that it's more about the experience than trying to get in touch right. with the characters. Right. Um, But I really enjoyed it. And there's scenes in it that are still in my head
0: <laughs> rent free
1: uh-huh. as they say <laughs> which is interesting yeah um
0: but it is good cool so it's just it's disturbed you in a kind of a horror film style way
1: yeah definitely uh-huh. yeah yeah there's, there's a couple of scenes in it that are really deeply unpleasant right well not deeply unpleasant unsettling
0: yeah yeah i mean yeah. psychological horror right
1: yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. So it gets there and it stays and then it comes back to you. Right. Yeah. Uh so yeah, highly recommended if you like your if you like your psychological horror and you a bit of gruiness and some right. very strong performances and some good filmmaking.
0: It sounds good. Yeah. But but I, I think it really begs like a proper version of the question, which is mm. is it is there some meaning behind this that that you know, is there something you're supposed to learn or you know what's it yeah. all about
1: what's it all about what's it all about um, I think it's about um, how when you're trying trying to live a double life say mm-hmm so she's trying to do, live a double life as a mother and a, okay. and a, a crack assassin
0: okay so And failing and failing about, to do so it's about pretending to be someone else
1: Yes, so actually her handler is correct in saying that you do need to make a choice about what you want to do with your life.
0: Right.
1: Um, and the fact that she tries to have this family life and be a crack assassin just doesn't work for her. Um, maybe if she was a full-blown psychopath, it would. Right. But She's right. not. She has empathy.
0: Well, by the end, she is, so, yeah.
1: But by the end, yeah, she is, yeah. Um all, yeah, so all contact has been severed by the end. Right. Yeah, and she's now the perfect assassin. Right. I mean, the technology they use is scary. Right, In terms yeah. of if, if it existed in the real world, nobody would be safe. Yeah. Um, you know, people in the highest office would be at risk from ass- assassination at any time using this technology. Because you don't even need to convince someone to do it. You can just do it yourself.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean it's incredibly implausible though, so it's okay. Yes,
1: oh, it's utterly implausible. Yeah, in the way that all the best movies have implausible technology, like Inception, mind Tenet. control, mind control,
0: yeah. and um, like downloading brains and uploading brains. You know, like not possible. It's got to be possible in theory because brains are made out of you Electric, know electricity, human like like physical things, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but in In practice, it's utterly inconceivable.
1: Yeah, yeah, utterly inconceivable. That's right. But fun to see it play out on screen in a fictional way. Uh,
0: I feel like there's more. It's more believable something like Inception because they don't. I don't think in Inception they leave their heads. They just they just share some of their perceptions.
1: That's right. Yeah. Some way they're all joined. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. They don't. Possess somebody. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hey,
0: but then there's those um what is it, insects that take over Oh yeah.
1: Mice, is it? Um Well there's there's loads of examples of that. So there's there's types of wasp that do that. Mm, mm. So parasitic wasps that lay their um eggs inside another insect. Mm-hmm, like a mm-hmm. moth or something. Mm-hmm. And then as as the eggs hatch and grow into little griblies, they drive the moth crazy. Mm-hmm. And then they the griblies then just eat it alive whilst mm-hmm. it's still flying around.
0: But there are some that actually control the behaviour, right? So Yes. I guess what that shows is that you don't have to have a sophisticated understanding of the brain to be able to control, you know, kind of... Um, brute way
1: no I guess not but if you want if you want the host to carry on behaving in a normal way then you can't drive them crazy yeah yeah you've got to do so in a way that is unobtrusive yeah listen to us talking about um, setting up a assassin (laughs) business (laughs) we're not doing that by the way I didn't
0: realise we were
1: no well maybe we are (laughs) Maybe we're not. Um, That
0: sounds good. Sounds like proper horror.
1: Yeah, it's good. I think um, Rotten Tomatoes has got a 93% rating. Mm -hmm. That's good. It says, further refining his provocative vision, writer-director Brandon Cronenberg uses possessors potentially over-the-top premise as a delivery mechanism for stylishly disturbing thrills. Mm -hmm. That's fair. I didn't Mm -hmm. know he'd done anything else, actually. Let's see what else he's done. As a man looks something up on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: reminds me, I was going to look something up for to talk about later. I'll do that now.
1: <laughs> oh, he made a movie called Antiviral, which I've heard is very good. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard Antiviral is excellent. And it's got a good cast. Oh, Malcolm McDowell's in it. Who's no that? scene left unchewed by Malcolm McDowell.
0: Who's that?
1: Malcolm McDowell was in A Clockwork Orange. He played Alex. I don't my, he's been in loads of stuff.
0: Right, um, right.
1: Yeah. You would know him if you saw him. Yeah, I'm he's sure. very distinctive looking. Yeah, I've heard that antiviral is good. I think, I think I'll check that out. Yeah, that's Possessor. All right. Yeah, it sounds good. I think
0: yeah. it it goes on the list. Cool. But it goes Excellent. on the list of um have to watch it on my own.
1: <laughs> I think you would definitely have to watch it on your own, yeah. yeah. It goes to some quite dark places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. Anything anything else to uh what you've been watching lately?
0: Well, so I've been watching quite a lot of The American Office.
1: That's a good show.
0: Which which is good. So what's happened is um it was it was doing well with The Wife. We were churning through lots of episodes because there's nine seasons.
1: Yeah, and they're quite short, aren't they?
0: They're 20-minute episodes, so it's very easy to just watch another and another and another. So we got through, I think, we got through two seasons without complaint.
1: And, and then-, then
0: we've struggled through season three, and we've got one episode left in season three, and that is going to be that. So if right. I want to continue it, I have to watch it without The Wife hmm okay she just gets bored and yeah. i and i see it you know it's gone off there's no doubt there's no doubt it's gone off but with with six more seasons to go you've got to imagine it's gonna come back up again <laughs> it does pick
1: up again yeah definitely there's a couple yeah. of
0: extra long episodes i think the first two episodes of season three and the last one are 40 mm. minutes instead of 20 right and i think they, they struggle a bit
1: right too much not enough material Probably.
0: Or just yeah, or like lots of like one of the things about it that I found really satisfying was it's just very compact. It, there's a story and it gets resolved. Mm. And I think they it, it just sagged a bit when they got longer. There were too many stories happening at once and you know,
1: Yeah, that's a problem.
0: So maybe that's why, or who knows why. But anyway, maybe it's just that the um they've got together. You know, like so many programs, Uh, when they get together and people think it's all over.
1: Yeah, happens all the time. Yeah. But you can't have them. Yeah, Yeah.
0: but you can't have them not get together for. Like Bones. I mean, eventually they had to get together. Never seen Bones. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. (laughs) Okay. It's great, though.
1: (laughs) Great, but you wouldn't recommend it. Yeah.
0: I mean, they even got together in The X Files, didn't they? Yeah, that didn't work either. No, so maybe it doesn't work. Name a show where it did work.
1: Um, I can't think of one where, where uh, characters have got together and then it still holds together as a show. Oh, because... I know, I know. Go Brooklyn,
0: Brooklyn Nine-Nine.
1: Oh yeah, actually that does work.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's the only one I can think of.
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: People said that Moonlighting was still good, but I never watched Moonlighting. didn't No, so I don't know. it wasn't. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, it went, it went right off the rails as soon right. as that happened. Okay. Um... I'm just going to talk about... Uh, we've, we've been still watching New Girl on... Okay. Um, which is available everywhere. It seems it's been basically... Wow. ...syndicated to every streaming platform that you can wow. possibly imagine. Um, we watched an episode where one of the characters is joining the LAPD uh-huh. and he's getting assessed. So an assessor comes to their apartment to uh-huh. check out his friends. Uh-huh. And what ensues in... In a twenty-minute episode, is a farce of the highest order, uh-huh. in which one of the characters finds uh, they they'd purchased a, a second-hand footstool, and they find uh-huh. in the footstool what they think is crack, uh-huh. <laughs> and they know this police person is coming. Uh-huh. So what ensues is uh, a mission to try and get rid of what they think is crack, and uh, I have never laughed so hard. <laughs> at a show. Okay. Because wow. it's just utterly, utterly ridiculous. The yeah. things that they go to and the things that they say to try and get out of the situation that they're in. <laughs> it's like a it's like a really strong farce on the stage, yeah. basically. Of everybody's just all the performances are just really height, heightened.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I loved it. It was, it was like a good episode of Faulty Towers, really.
0: Right. Speaking of farce, we've been watching a little bit of Miranda. Um
1: Oh uh, yeah, that's that's another show that does that really yeah. well.
0: Yeah. And uh it's really funny. Like I I feel I feel slightly like it shouldn't be for me, but I really- it's it's good though, isn't <laughs> I it? I like it, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we've been watching what we've watched one episode of a new thing that we might like, we think, which is the cleaner. Have oh you heard yeah, of we that? watched
1: the first episode of that, yeah. Right,
0: yeah, yeah. We've watched only the one episode with Yeah. So the series has Greg, Greg Davis, Davis yeah. as as a crime scene cleaner who is like a uh a man who's getting old and doesn't have any thing in his life—he's um, quite
1: a tragic figure, isn't he?
0: So far, yeah. Um, but he's like he's his his usual kind of no-nonsense self. And then it's, it appears like it appears to have stars, like like cameo appearances every episode by a yeah. star. And the star was Helena Bonham Carter in the first episode, who was remarkably. Like I she is great when she gets a chance to do her job properly.
1: Yeah, and not be eccentric. Yeah. And it's,
0: yes. so when she's not being directed by what's his name, her husband. Tim Burton. Ex Ex-hus- ex husband. Ex husband, of course, yeah. because it's Hollywood.
1: Yeah, of course. Um uh, yeah, she she was really good. Yeah, she's fun, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, good performance.
0: So so far, looking pretty optimistic. Okay. For the cleaner. What, uh, what do you think? Are we watching?
1: Uh, I think it's okay. Uh, I Mm -hmm. found that that first episode was a a bit thin. Uh So even uh though it's only half an hour, I thought they struggled for material.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's very, it's almost like a play, isn't it? Yeah. How it's very much just in one location and.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're just getting
0: into their stride or something. We'll see.
1: On Prime, Mm -hmm. we've been watching a show called Nine Perfect Strangers, which is an adaptation of a Leon Moriarty book. Uh My wife's a big fan of her books. Okay. um, It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's got a really strong cast: Uh Melissa McCarthy, Bobby Cannavale, Michael Shannon, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, it's a really, really good cast. Um, It's about a group of people who go to this retreat to be healed. Uh Um, They don't. None of them know each other. Uh Hence the title. And then things rapidly go south. Basically, right, they so, don't
0: just—they don't just all get healed and go home.
1: Not yet. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's good fun. Um, and we're catching up with on iPlayer uh, a show called Back to Life.
0: Oh yeah, we tried to watch that, and it was too depressing for the wife.
1: It's, it's fairly bleak, yeah, but yeah. It, it rewards. It 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 right. does reward. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. Definitely.
0: It must be. It surely is a tearjerker.
1: It definitely is, yeah. Right, it's right, right, it's quite right, right. bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um also been enjoying Vigil on the BBC as well. The okay, submarine drama.
0: Right, okay, okay. We've been watching more Lupin.
1: Oh yeah. Lupin. Into,
0: so season one ended on a cliffhanger and season two has now begun. This is on Netflix. So he's a like uh he's like a scam artist, but he's like an artist at it. Oh, uh, okay. Um He's so he very takes pride cool. in his work. Yeah, yeah. So then but then very quickly it goes from being just like cool heists into um his backstory and then him trying to bring to justice the people that did the awful thing in the past. Okay. Um which is what he's been working on now for a while. So the cliffhanger was that someone close to him was in trouble and um you know that that's been continuing from there. So um he's he's still trying to bring the bad guys to justice so it's uh it's definitely really good i i i'm definitely quite invested in in it and i really like heisty type stuff so all i'm hoping is like instead of it being like end of season 2 there's another cliffhanger because everything's gone wrong what i'd like is for end of season 2 to be um he does a really cool heist and then everything's just fine after that <laughs> but that's not what's going to happen though right <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's ever happened before, but yeah. Uh,
1: one show that's back on Netflix is Sex Education, which okay. you may have heard of.
0: I think you've mentioned it. I don't remember. Yes, what
1: you said. so it's come back for a third series, right? And this this series, Jason Isaacs joins the cast. Ah, always can't, can't always go wrong. A, Yeah, I love him. I think he's great. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So it's a lot of good stuff around at the moment. Yeah. Oh, Bake Off's back as well.
0: And Taskmaster is about to start on Thursday.
1: There's just so much good stuff on.
0: I know you don't like Taskmaster, but we're looking no, forward to it.
1: That's a show that I th- it suffers from the not enough material to fill its running time. <laughs> for me, for me anyway.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's, a good, it, it's a good family show for us. And also Bake Off. I don't know whether the kids will tolerate Bake Off anymore. They might do, but Bake Off was a... A Sunday evening watch for us, and so was Taskmaster. So right. having both of them back is spoiling us.
1: With with these, you are spoiling us. Yes, <laughs> that's a reference to a uh, Ferrero Rocher advert from the nineteen eighties. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> uh, if Ferrero want to give us some, um, you know, money, we'd be happy with that. Right, or would we?
0: Um. I mean, I guess they could... Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever.
0: It's not a sustainable business model, really, but...
1: No, no, not at all. But, you know, just for a mention of their product.
0: Right. Well, I know they listened, so... Well, yeah. At least we'll have given someone a bit of a thrill of excitement that they, their product got mentioned.
1: Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Anything to plug? Ah. Uh... Yeah, so I,
0: I'm, well, I'm working on the next game, which is a version of Tron. Have I talked about this?
1: I think you have, yes. Oh, well,
0: basically you're lines that are trying to trap each other in. Um, and the reason I'm writing it, it's a very simple game, but the reason I'm writing it is so that I can get the multiplayer thing working nicely in my game oh, system. okay, so yeah. The idea would be you'll be able to play this quite simple game with someone who's far away... Um, as if you were sitting next to each other, as, you know, like a nostalgia for times when you played games with people sitting In the on pub, a sofa
1: on a on a tabletop system.
0: Oh yeah, or, or um, yeah, standing at a cabinet Stand- uh, with yes, a exactly. joystick with yeah. two people. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Those were the days.
1: They were. Yeah.
0: Um, I've also been working on, but it's not really worked out. I've been working on a little thing that like uses artificial evolution to to um create uh like like cartoon style versions of pictures that you give it
1: oh that sounds interesting
0: so it's like a cool idea but it's like it worked i i left it for like 24 hours and it it came up with a good a nice looking picture hmm I was like, yeah, but you could have run that through a filter in some art package yep, in like quite point, point 0.2 of a second and he would have probably got a better result. So, <laughs> Yeah, if you're a huge Andy Balem fan, you can find that on my, my GitLab. Somewhere. Well,
1: if you're listening to this podcast, then you are. <laughs> you <lovely?
0: laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might be... Yeah, I think you can be a good robot Andy's fan without being a... a, a, a uh, Read Andy's Rust code on GitHub. No, I I see what you mean. Yeah, it's been fun because I wrote it in Rust, which is my new favorite programming language, and I wrote it using U, which is um, my new favorite framework to use to make web apps in Rust.
1: Oh, okay. U
0: like U as in the tree. Right. It's it's like Elm. It's inspired by Elm, um, but it's in. uh, You can write all your code in Rust. Right. It's really cool. I really like it. Excellent. I was a bit disappointed that the project I made with it seems a bit rubbish, (laughs) but (laughs) at least I learned a bit about you. Baby steps. I wouldn't call any of that plug-in because none of it's really worth looking at, but that's just some things I've been doing. (laughs) How about (laughs) you?
1: What have I been doing? I've been working. Oh, Uh I started playing Uh tennis again.
0: Ah, cool. Yeah. Excellent.
1: Yeah, so I'm actually doing something because I was turning into an amorphous blob.
0: Excellent. Well, Excellent. I'm on a diet. In, in in order to avoid having to do any exercise, I'm right. on a diet instead. Yeah.
1: So I've gone I'm gone back miserable. to a, of, um, a, a class for people who haven't played tennis for a while. And i right, looked right, through right. my emails. So I haven't played a tennis since 2015. Okay. So that's a long, that's quite a long time. It is.
0: Years. It's not as long as I haven't played tennis for, but yeah.
1: Um So yeah, that's fun. That's cool that is mm. good yeah definitely
0: I'm also going to start a new job uh, a week today which I'll that's talk exciting. about I'll probably talk about when uh, when it started yeah okay but it's really exciting so that is cool nice nice nice
1: nice alright I think that's probably it
0: I think that might be it
1: yeah I think it's it
0: thanks a lot short but sweet this week yeah it's a good one we're back
1: yeah we're back baby
0: cool thanks listener see you next time